Hi, uh, we're recording this on Halloween, and welcome to Pug Sweater. Spooky Halloween. <laughs> it won't be Halloween when it comes out, but it's Halloween. So, welcome to your number one source for dog fashion. <laughs> what if that was it? We could just pivot and be like, we were talking about the show, but now we're just going to re- review pug sweaters. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk about actual pug sweaters. <laughs> this, is, this is Pug Sweater. It's a Pretty Little Liars podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we will actually be talking about Pretty Little Liars, and you know, hopefully, you can hold on to the spooky energy. I feel like this this year we deserve a longer Halloween. You know, yeah, I've been watching I've been watching horror movies all month. Uh, I've like desensitized myself to horror over the past couple of years. It used to be I couldn't take anything, so I've been, you know. I've been I've been raring to go. I'm gonna watch more scary movies tonight and totally keeping the Halloween spirit. And I feel like this show is like a good entree if you're like not really a horror person, but you like like spooky stuff because there are things that are scary for sure. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time it doesn't really go there. But there are definitely like jump scare type parts, uh, but not in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this episode is called "To Kill a Mocking Girl." which is funny. I guess, I guess Allie is the mocking girl. I, I don't know. Um, well, it's also, you know, last week they kept leaning really hard on the To Kill a Mockingbird stuff. Yeah. So it's reading it. And so they're just, yeah, they're just leaning on that pretty hard. And it's, and it's punny, which I feel like the show likes. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they love putting things through the lens of like books you read in high school English, I guess. That's kind of a theme. Uh, so yeah, as we uh, start the episode, uh, the girls are all like, they. Emily's mom wants them to make a memorial for Allison because that will make them feel, it'll help them get through the loss, I suppose. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, uh, but what I like is that Hannah is like, oh, but we shouldn't do this because what if Allie is still alive? And it's like, honestly fair because like they're getting these weird texts. Um, yeah. They're all in the woods, which is just, it's so funny how often they go to the woods and it just, it never goes well for them. Like, like your, 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 your best friend was murdered a year ago. Stay out of the goddamn woods. And you guys are being stalked. Yes. <laughs> like I get why they don't want to bring it up to the cops. I think that's like, very like I feel like often that's a plot hole in things but in this case like I feel like you totally understand why they're reticent to tell everybody yeah and then yeah and Hannah's like I don't think Han- I don't think all right I don't think Allison is really dead and they all think she's she's nuts but like there's you know there's there's evidence behind that I think and well, then uh, they all get an A text which is like you know I'm coming after you so Fair enough. <laughs> I just feel like I'd get out of the woods and try to be in public as much as I could uh, rather than going remote places. Um, it seem, does seem like A can find them anywhere, to be fair. So actually, I have a quick. I know we talk a lot about how much they do in the morning. So I think this happens and then everybody goes home and has breakfast. No, I don't think this was the morning. Oh, gone. okay. All right. Good. In the morning. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so but the next... Wearing, it's not, because they're wearing different clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the next thing we do see is, like, the breakfast parade, though, which does take, like, a really long time. Like, who goes... Uh, anyway, but uh, Hannah... We start with Hannah, and uh, Wilden is, like, in, the, in their house, not wearing a shirt. He's just in a towel in their kitchen, just helping himself to their food and their coffee. Hannah's like, what the fuck? Why is this creepy cop still in our house? Yeah, and Hannah's mom is basically like, I have to keep, you know, having sex with him, like, because they haven't dropped the shoplifting charges. And I mean, God, poor Hannah's mom. Like, what a, like, that just seems a little extreme for some shoplifting charges, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, hor- it's, it's a bad situation. And Wilden is unbelievably creepy it's Um, just like so unprofessional for him to be it it just feels like he's like really pursuing hannah about this murder investigation like how is this not like a conflict of interest that would be like brought up in court but i guess because the girls feel silenced um yeah they can't really voice 
uh, yeah and they're and they're intimidated and they're scared. And they're scared they're going to be found out uh, for their role in Jenna's uh, accident. So that makes sense. But it's very, you know, I feel like it's almost too real, <laughs> you know, compared to some of the stuff on the show. It's true. Yeah. Creepy, corrupt, unethical. Men and cops oh, and authority and like young women feeling silenced, I guess. Um but then uh, we see that Ari and her family, even more astoundingly, have time to go out for breakfast before school. I don't think I'd ever done that unless you count, like, going to a drive through No, it's, like, <laughs> super leisurely. Like, they're sitting around, they're having <laughs> coffee, and Ari is like, oh, I want another muffin. And her mom's like, okay, I'll split it. Don't let dad drink all my coffee. Ha ha. Like, how long have you been here? <laughs> so, what time does school in Rosewood start? Everybody gets up at 5.30 and goes to the cafe. Uh, yeah, so they have their little family stuff. Oh, yeah, so she's reading. She's talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, and her dad's like, do you like your teacher? She's seemingly saying it innocently, but, of course, she, like, shits herself, basically, hearing that. What? what? <laughs> she's also wearing the... This is, this is the episode where Arya's fashion moves from, like, kind of quirky to on brand crazy she's wearing this the most feather earring just <laughs> like a giant feather in one of her ears it looks like it's weighing down her whole head that is funny um well although, although uh shout out to lucy hale's eyebrows they are although i actually just thought of something kill a mockingbird feather maybe it's oh. a thing <laughs> maybe that that's your eye for detail fashion wise uh, it parallels itself. Uh, and so, yeah, they're they're sitting there and she's like trying to hide her panic about his question. And then his affair partner, Meredith, comes by because this is a very small town. And uh, she doesn't know that Arya knows. And she has kind of like a little bantery moment with Byron. And she's getting him to sign something. But yeah, really he, and he's clearly very uncomfortable. Ari's like, what, why is this woman still a part of our lives? And he's like, mm. Like, Collins is a small college, and she, I think she said not small enough. Um, yeah. Which, Ooh, burn, Aria. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, scary. Uh, and, and breakfast does continue. Um, this is actually, we really liked this scene, thought it was funny, the one at Spencer's house. Um, yeah, I mean, Melissa is just, like, she, she's, like, standing at her, uh, or she's sitting at her computer, and, and she's, like, talking about how upset she is about breaking up with Ren, um, and how hard it was to change her Facebook status, which is the first shout-out to Facebook we get in this episode, but I'm sure very modern at the time. <laughs> yeah, very cutting-edge. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Melissa's, yeah, Melissa's, hilarious in this scene she's talking about how you know oh she's going to have to cancel like the engagement party and the reservations and um and uh you know how she's getting rid of some of Ren's stuff and she's like unfortunately Spencer one of the wasn't one of those things and then she passed she's got like a big stack of weddings wedding magazines yeah and she just passive aggressively throws them all in the trash it's hilarious so she and Spencer are yelling at each other. Oh, this is actually this is also the first time that we see Spencer's mom. Oh, okay. And it's a running theme throughout the show that Spencer's parents are never together. Like it's one or the other that's home. The other that one's feels, you know, their relationship is not super strong, so that makes sense. Are they just not allowed to exist together? <laughs> Maybe the actors didn't get along, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh yeah and i i just feel like you know i feel like Spencer's mom is like also mad at spencer and like i feel like nobody is like giving her like a little bit of benefit of the doubt that she's like the underage one yeah i mean the mother's treating it like it's just you know this sisterly fight you know like girls you're both like you're both kind of being jerks and stop fighting um you know just just like just like a mother mediating sisterly bickering and like that's part of what it is but she's also not saying gee Ren sure was a goddamn creep I'm really glad he's out in this house I yeah. mean we don't know what the discussion was before this but yeah I know we find out in this episode that like Melissa is like specifically six years older than Spencer and like 
So that makes Ren like at least like 22. I mean, he's a res- he's in medical school, so he's got to be at least 22. Um, yeah. So yeah, creepy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Spencer throws her breakfast away, which I don't like. Come on, come on, don't waste food. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like save it, save it for later, Spencer. Yeah. I don't know. Give it to a friend at school. Um, I hate so much when um, when people in movies or TV like show their displeasure by refusing to eat their food. Like trope, yeah. Or like someone like brings someone a cake or a pizza or something, and they're like, "I'm not going to eat it because I'm mad at you." Like, okay, you can still eat it. <laughs> Honestly, like you got something from them, and you can still be angry. You know win-win for you uh yeah I, I do feel like it was just sort of a yeah it was just a little passive aggressive uh gesture um so they do finally uh go to school at 11 a.m or whenever it is yeah <laughs> uh and there's like two weird like boyfriend moments like first mona is like hassling hannah like if you don't like give it up to Sean at this big part. Oh yeah. Noel is having a party. This is the first time we meet Noel yet another white man to keep track of. I mean, he's not, he's going to be important later. He's, he's just kind of a background character for now, fortunately. Yeah. But so, cause we have having to- a big party. Uh, and Mona's like, you gotta have sex with Sean, uh, your pastor boyfriend, um, or else he won't want you anymore. You know, it's not very nice, Mona. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get Emily. I, I love that uh, the first shot we get of Emily is of her working on her bike. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. And she's dressed super gay. Um, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, Maya comes up and they're being cute. And then Emily's horrible boyfriend comes and, like, puts his arm around her. And Emily's like, <laughs> get away from me. Yeah. And, uh you know, the boyfriend's like, oh, we're going to this party together. And Emily's like, Maya, you want to come too, please? Yeah. Just partly because she likes her and partly because she can't stand her boyfriend, clearly. Yeah, so luckily it's the the beginning of the end for that because that is gross. Uh, that boy is creepy. So yeah, we have sort of the, the tension between like Hannah is like, uh, should I give it up? And, and Ben is like, yeah, basically forcing it on, on Emily. So, ugh. Um, so, uh, yeah, class hasn't started yet, uh, so, uh, Aria and Spencer have a chance, uh, to meet up, and, uh, Spencer's having a hard time, uh, with her AP Russian history class. Fair enough. Um, although when she's like, oh, my paper's due Monday and I haven't started, and I'm like, that was pretty common for me, but I guess Spencer is just... Yeah, no, I know. I think we don't even know what day of the week is, but even if it's a Friday. Yeah, the weekend. I mean, it's like, it's AP Russian history. I mean, that's not, I guess that's not something you can really throw together. But come on, Spencer, get in the, get in the procrastinating game. (laughs) Get into it. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then we meet um, Toby. For real this time. Yeah. Not fake pilot Toby, uh, but Jenna is being helped by... Uh, I'm not sure if their relationship is super clarified in this scene, but he's her, like, stepbrother. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's um, he's walking her down the hall. Um, and you get the spooky music, and all the liars are like, oh, my God, it's Toby. And we learn that he's been at reform school for the past year because he was blamed for Jenna's accident, which, yikes. Yeah. Um, so now I feel like even more so like the, the liars must feel like terrible, like the, the effects of their actions on Toby's life um, yeah. sucks too. Um, Wilden comes to their school again. At this point, like, I feel like Hannah needs to get a restraining order. Uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. If, if that were possible, she should, she, I would advise that. Yeah. He's the worst. And then he's just, like, making fun of her for how she used to be, like, fat, basically. Or he's just like, oh, you used to be, like, fat and poorly dressed, and now you're thin and pretty. What's the deal with that? It's like, oh, that seems relevant to your investigation. Yeah, and, and he's just, he, yeah, he's just needling her about 
her insecurities and who she used to be, which is something that comes up a lot during this episode for Hannah. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that stays with her their whole, you know, through the entirety of the show and also how much her friendship with Allie changed her and she kind of modeled herself after her. So Wilden is kind of using that as sort of a possible motive or just something that Hannah would have been able to gain from Allie being gone that she could take her place. And um, we get a flashback of Hannah and Allie. Hannah's hair is hilarious in this scene. Oh my God. The whole outfit is just like, wow. Yeah. They just, they're really just doing their best to make Ashley Benson look chubby and awkward. And just, yeah, the hair really adds to it. She looks like, I don't know, like, a, like a, an elementary school student, I don't know, who tried to dress herself or something. <laughs> It's bad. There's a picture up on the Instagram. You can see how bad it is. <laughs> Pug sweater pod, y'all. Follow it. Enjoy the pictures. And uh, so she, Allie is pushing her to ask out Sean, um, which she does kind of awkwardly. And she's, she's clearly like not nailing it. And Allie slips in and is like, well, I'll be at the party too. So you should come and see me too. And Sean's like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, this can this can help explain why Hannah feels like particularly insecure about her boyfriend's uh, not wanting to have sex, even though it seems likely that it is not personal at all. Uh, so yeah, they they have that flashback, uh, and we come back to the present, and uh, Hannah kind of goes off on Wilden. Yeah, it's this great it's this great moment. I just love seeing Hannah. Um, shoo him out and take the piss out of him a little bit. You know, she, um, she brings up what a partier he used to be. So she clearly has done her research on him. And then she points out that her school picture, which Wilden was talking about, wasn't even in the yearbook. So he must've seen it in her house and just points out how like shady and unethical and crappy that is for building a case and just kind of storms out. Awesomely. Go Hannah. Yeah. Also, like, being pretty now is not evidence that you did something to Allie. <laughs> so. No, of course not. <laughs> She's very, very circumstantial. Like, this is what you were like in high school. This is what I was like a couple of years ago. What fucking difference does it make? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, all her friends are like, why were you out of class for so long? Uh, and she just doesn't really, she doesn't really tell them about what's going on. Yeah, she's um, because then I think then she would have to tell them about her mom seeing him and all of all of that drama. Yeah. Understandably, she doesn't want to go there. They don't see. Yeah, they don't understand why she's being targeted so specifically. Um, and then we have like an Aria and Ezra thing because they can't even keep it in their pants at school. I guess. I mean, they don't hook up or anything, but she like walks into his classroom and they like almost hold hands while she like tells him that her mom has a gallery opening uh, and that he should drive by. Yeah, she's like, I'm supposed to be going to this party, but we could meet up. And Ezra's like, maybe just go to that party, hang out with other high schoolers. Yeah, so to his slight slight credit, he is trying to... um, encourage her to hang out with her peers instead uh and then another teacher walks in and he like hands her like a a piece of notebook paper and is like hope you like the assignment <laughs> ask me if you have any questions it's like he's like yes the homework mr yeah. Fitt, thank you i will do this homework and it's like yeah it's like a piece of notebook paper with like a line of text on it so i don't They're know very slick write a book report <laughs> he wrote quickly <laughs> she picked it up yeah so uh but the teacher doesn't seem to uh, the other teacher doesn't seem to notice so um, i mean why would they at this point why would they why would they think anything was untoward about this um so i guess after school spencer goes to philadelphia uh unclear how, how close that is to i think they say it's about an hour or something yeah i think there's a train from but yeah, I think there's a train from Rosewood that that's it's fairly quick. Um, yeah, so she decides that she should spend her afternoon hanging out with Ren for some reason. Yeah, um, you know she she tells him that her family's really pissed at her and she really wants him to try to make it clear to her family that he put the move on her because things are just so terrible for her at home right now. 
And Ren's like, yeah, I tried. They kind of didn't believe me, or at least it didn't seem to matter. And uh, again, we have these moments with Ren and Spencer where I'm like, I would really like it if they were friends. Because he points out really astutely that, um, you know, in the Hastings family, like Spencer's going to be shut out until she does something impressive again. And, uh, you know, and then she won't really, she won't really have to worry about it. So he clearly just has a good understanding of, of her and of their dynamic. And then he comes on to her again. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I mean, and I also just think it's such a weird, right. I feel like it, it, it's like a meeting from Spencer's mind. It's like, oh, we're meeting as like peers. And I just feel like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't respect the, the power dynamic there. At all. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, this thing happened. We made a mistake. I'm over it. Let's talk this out. And he's like, okay, but want to be my girlfriend? Ren, no. Yeah, at the same time, I do think like, and and you know, this will kind of bite her later. But it seems odd that she went out of her way to go see him in person. Like maybe just call him on the telephone. I don't know. Okay, so then we get, like, a really shitty scene. I don't like, I mean, the content. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Be- uh, Emily is just, like, in the locker room, and she, like, hears a noise, um, and it's her boyfriend. And, yeah, I mean, he basically tries to assault her. Um, yeah, it's very upsetting. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but it's Toby... Yeah, so Toby is in the girls' locker room for some reason. Or he has super hearing and he can, like, hear from outside that this is happening. He can just sense that something bad is happening in there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He has to be all of Jenna's other senses. So now he's, like, super, I don't know, a superman. Um, So, uh, yeah, so he, he, like, beats up Ben, which is very satisfying. But also, like, a little we're also not sure, like, what Toby's motivations are at this point. And, like, obviously, like, obviously, Ben deserves this. But we're sort of, you know, this, just this dude coming out of nowhere to punch somebody in the face is kind of scary in and of itself as well. Yeah, I mean, clearly Toby uh, is going through something. And, right, I feel like there's definitely this, like, yeah, is he actually a good guy? But yes, I mean, this action does feel very well-intentioned. At least he wants to protect Emily. But it's like, is he obsessed with Emily? We're not sure. Right, because we, I feel like we, we kind of think he's creepy from Allison's accusation of him, but, like, we know that Allison, uh, you know, also would just make stuff up or, you know, twist twist things to her own, you know, her own desire so we don't know um oh yeah and then so Arya goes home um and Meredith <laughs> Byron's affair partner is there um talking to her mom move on Meredith yeah so creepy you can't meet anybody but uh discount Rob Lowe like literally I mean, really, like him that like, that's this this is this is the guy you're gonna like risk your career going after a married man and it's and it's this guy i feel like the, i feel like on this podcast we just keep dunking on chad low <laughs> no i feel he does a perfectly fine job i guess i mean i'm sorry chad low i'm sure you're a very nice man yeah uh but like i feel like the character is just like you know what what makes him like so so special and like why would meredith like come and like try to get on the mom's good side and it's just it just seems creepy like just just Leave, leave this man's family alone, please. Um, and Arya kind of tells her off and says, please don't come to the gallery, you know, get out of my life. Uh, so, uh, okay, yeah. So then we see Ashley uh, and Wilden again. Uh, and they're talking about these charges, the shoplifting charges. And Wilden is just kind of, non-committal he's like no they haven't decided yet he's just prolonging this like inappropriate uh this coercive situation so hannah's mom feels kind of trapped 
uh, in the situation uh, because of the charges. Uh, but then Wilden is like looking into Hannah's purse. Like uh, a giant creep. And he finds uh, the Hannah friendship bracelet and uh, is like, oh, who gave this to her? What is this? This looks familiar. She's like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No, I'm not doing this anymore. You are going to need a warrant if you want to look in my daughter's purse. Get out of my house. So I'm glad that she uh, draws that line. Um, Yeah, I mean, I understand why she didn't before, but I'm glad she kicks his ass to the curb and makes him leave with the pizza that he brought, which I'm like, Ashley. Just just keep pizza. pizza. (laughs) Yeah, the whole theme of this episode is like, even if someone has wronged you, take their food. Um, (laughs) Especially if someone has wronged you, take their food. (laughs) So that's good. Uh, He'll never be a problem again, right? Uh, (laughs) I'm sure that's done. (laughs) We'll take that with good grace. (laughs) But yeah, good good for her. And uh, she, yeah, his endless targeting of Hannah will have to, to remain outside her home now. Um, so we go to the coolest party of the year, uh, Noel's party, uh, looks like a large, somewhat rural space that they're all in. Uh, yeah, Emily and Maya arrive together, and I love so much that as soon as Emily breaks up with Ben, she, she gets to just be her best gay self. Yeah. She's got, she's got like a striped, a striped sweater and kind of boyfriend cut ripped jeans um, and sneakers. And she just looks absolutely adorable. And Maya looks kind of boho cute. And they just look, they just look like they match their outfits to each other. Like they look like they came together. Um, <laughs> which is just, just, just great. Emily, like, I have ditched that man. I'm going to be my best gayest self. Yeah. So wonderful. And like, they have like a sweet, you know, like they actually like hold each other with warmth and friendliness as opposed to the way uh, she always was with Ben where he was being creepy and she was not at all interested. Um, uh, So we cut away from the party because Spencer wasn't able to come to this party given her, her millions of, of AP classes. Uh, so her laptop's just hanging out right next to Melissa's laptop. Um, and yeah, so she, she sees that Melissa wrote uh, a Russian history paper six years ago and she takes a flash drive and she like steals it. Um, that probably won't backfire. Well, she's, she's sort of like wondering whether or not to do it. And then Melissa and her mom come in and Melissa's just, an asshole like usual and Spencer's like you know what fuck you I'm copying your paper and I'm going to this party yeah I mean good for her um yeah I mean it's it's interesting that she still had that pay I guess she's very organized but I probably wouldn't have a paper from six years ago on my computer um, yeah I feel like that's kind of a Hastings thing to do she, yeah. she probably looks at it occasionally and thinks about how smart she is <laughs> yeah so hopefully uh, they don't have the same teacher right uh and that the teacher doesn't remember but I'm sure that I'm sure that won't come up again. I'm, I'm sure that's not going to be one of those things that their stalker uses against her. Yeah, but you know, good, good for Spencer getting out of there. Just try to dunk on your sister a little bit more. Go to a party. Uh, oh yeah, and I love her. I love her party outfit because it's so. Uh, it's just so awesomely uptight. Like some, sometimes Spencer's really cute, preppy, and sometimes when they really want to lean into Spencer's uptightness it's it's got like a little like lace collar and the most complicated puffy little sleeves <laughs> looks she just looks really really fussy and kind of grandmotherly I mean it's cute because it's because it's Spencer but I just but everybody everybody else at the party is dressed kind of laid back and Hannah's got a cute little dress on and Aria you know is wearing some sort of black fishnetty knee sock monstrosity and um, Emily looks super gay and Han- and Spencer just looks awesomely uptight. It's, it's, it's super great. Um, and, uh, Emily tells, Emily tells the rest of them about the fight between Ben and Toby, um, you know, and basically kind of sticking up for Toby a little bit. And Spencer says, you know, that guy is like, we can't trust that guy. He's a perv. And 
Emily points out they don't actually know that. That we know that that was something that Allie said, but they didn't, they never verified that. And we get a flashback to um, the night of the Jenna thing. <laughs> Spencer, um, Spencer sees Allison talking to Toby and it's clear that she has something on him. She says like, I'll tell everyone your sick secret or something. So she, I don't think she's told the girls about this yet. I don't know. I don't know why. Sometimes it seems like they keep things from each other completely arbitrarily. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just sort of furthering the complication of the secrecy of the Jenna thing, how they, they're responsible for Toby having to take the fall and that, uh, so they, they, they haven't decided whether Toby is creepy or not. Uh, but I'm sure Emily feels somewhat relieved that, uh, he came in there and, and took Sean away or not Sean, um, Ben. Oh yeah. We also get, uh, in, in, in that flashback too, um, uh, Ellie just being so incredibly mean to Hannah because yeah. it seems like that's just what she does when she's stressed is just lashes out at other people. Um, and, you know, she knows all of their weak spots and she knows that Hannah is more vulnerable than most. Yeah, and she's basically like, you know, I did you a favor getting you into this group. Like, you're fat and ugly and, you know, you you don't deserve this. And, you know, so using that social power is this yeah, and then and then biting at her insecurities. Um, so when we when we snap out of the flashback, we see you know Hannah dealing with the repercussions of that insecurity because uh, she she like uh, takes Sean away to to try to hook up with him. Uh, but more importantly, uh, then we see uh, Emily and Maya uh, go checking out the photo booth. You know cute things happen in the photo booth. Maya knows, Maya knows what she's doing. <laughs> I mean, Maya, you know, has been flirty uh, from day one, pretty much. <laughs> so I think, and you know, that's kind of a way to like get away from uh, the drama of, of what they were all talking about as a group. You know, Hannah goes off to hook up. Emily and Maya go off to innocent a photo booth. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really cute. They, um, they take a bunch of pictures and you see like the camera flashes and then they kiss. Um, and uh, they come out of the booth both looking like awkward, but pleased. But we see that um, someone, I think someone, I think they're wearing black leather gloves. Someone surreptitiously takes the pictures out after they're, after they're taken, like immediately, like seamlessly, like someone must've been, just following them the whole time that they were in that photo booth. They're just like, nope, I'll take these now. Look, the ghost of Allie is very quick and, uh, <laughs> and is everywhere at once. Um, but yeah, and, and so Emily's like, oh no, someone took the proof of our lesbianism. And Maya's like, ah, it probably just didn't print. Uh, but Emily is the right, is the one who's correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, she's right to be paranoid. Yeah. And, and anyway, but they're very, um, it's very cute and sweet. And, you know, clearly it's not like uh, something negative happened between them. Clearly they're both uh, pleased by what happened. Uh, and so, yeah, then we see um, Hannah once again, trying to get Sean uh, to have sex with her. She like has a condom and uh, he's like, no, I really don't, I don't want to. And, and uh she basically like throws him out. Well, it was very, this, you know, I was, I was feeling fine about Sean. I was like, you know, this is, this is his deal. He's, he should be able to, to draw his boundaries here. This is fine. And he says, he asks Hannah why she's acting like she has something to prove, which I thought was kind of insightful. Um, and then he says, you seem desperate. And I was like, okay, you know what, Sean? Fuck you. I'm off the Sean train. <laughs> you were fine until then. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a more compassionate uh, way to deal with that. But then again, you know, Hannah was being a little bit pressury, but it's definitely from her own, you know, deep-seated insecurity. And, you know, she's clearly been with him a while, and, you know, uh, there's just a lot of social pressure, including from Mona. 
Uh, and, um, yeah, I think she was just like worried he never really liked her. And I think he does, but, you know, once again, somebody comes up with something to really strike at her heart, you know, calling her desperate and it's just going to make her feel, you know, brings her right back to the way Allie would talk to her. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah, she's obviously devastated. And, um, Ashley Benson kills this scene, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's always very, um, strong, but you can definitely see, uh, the way all of these emotions are playing on her. And then we go to, what's funny, because I was just thinking about how I feel like when Aria is sad, uh, you don't really see that uh, same level of emotion in her. I feel like Hannah is, is more expressive. Uh, but here we have Aria showing up at uh, the gallery opening. I guess she hasn't decided to go fuck Ezra yet. And, uh, and Meredith is there and it's like a whole a whole drama. Yeah, she's like, Arya's like, stay the fuck away from my father. And Meredith's like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So again, there's no other man for you. Like, not only someone who's married, but someone who you work across the hall from. I get that it's a small town, Meredith, but, you know. How about Ren? Ren seems <laughs> age appropriate. My hobby, pairing off random characters and keeping them from doing terrible things. <laughs> Ezra, hey, you both like books. Actually, that probably would be pretty great. Uh, that would kill two birds with one stone. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, get you get you both out of creeping on the whole Montgomery family. Um. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then. Uh, Hannah gets an A text uh, relating to, so A, after stealing the pictures, uh, immediately was able to witness uh, Sean and Hannah's hookup, failed hookup, uh, and text about it. And then Hannah, already dealing with some more minor crimes, commits Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and steals Sean's car. And fucking crashes it. Does she, I guess she doesn't get any consequences from that in this episode, and I don't remember if she does, but like. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't remember, but it's like, Hannah. <laughs> you're already like having a tough time with like the cops and stuff. Like. Hannah just, Hannah just, she runs really hot. She's just, she's got, she's got a lot of feelings, and she's, she's just a very emotional, extroverted person, and she, she acts out when she's upset. Yes. Um, this does feel like a bit of an escalation, but I definitely do understand. I mean, I feel like the stalking alone, all these texts where it's like, you can't even go through your stuff without somebody like clearly watching you at all times and like threatening to, uh, and threatening you. So, um, yeah, it's going to make a girl a little unhinged. <laughs> uh, and speaking of unhinged after everything at the art gallery, Aria does go to Ezra's apartment, uh, is it just a small town and she knows where he lives? Did she Google? Yeah, how does she know where he lives? Did she, did she like look it up on some directory? Did she look him up in the phone book? I, I don't understand. It's, it's like, I don't think he's told her, uh, but maybe he has, uh, maybe she looked at his driver's license. I don't know. Um, maybe it's such a small town that they're like, Oh, in the one apartment complex as we lives here. Where our good friend, Mr. Fitz lives. Yeah, and she's clearly very upset. And she says, you know, she doesn't want to go home. And she says, I didn't know where else to go. And I was like, Aria, maybe to one of your friends? Yeah. Your own age, you can talk to about this stuff instead of your English teacher? Yeah, but, you know, at least in this scene, he doesn't really do anything except hug her. I mean, he says he'll drive her home. It does seem like he wants to and the inappropriate nature of their relationship. So for Ezra, I feel like he's pretty mild in this episode. <laughs> you, so they do hug for who knows how long, several <laughs> minutes it looks like, standing outside his apartment door in the hallway. Sure. Just not subtle at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess like he figures that's still better than inviting her into his apartment, which I guess it is, but it's still wicked conspicuous. I mean, this is the same illicit couple who, like, made out at a funeral. So I feel like we can never give them any. <laughs> at, the top, at the top of a staircase, not even, like, in a dark corner or anything. They just, they have no chill. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, then we get toward. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, I guess they all live. They all live pretty close to each other. Uh, Maya is driving. Emily home and she sees Toby being creepy on the porch. Like this is a very creepily shot uh, scene. Yeah. She thanks him for saving her and Toby doesn't say anything, but he just sort of smiles. Yeah. Oddly. And we're like, is he supposed to, do we like him? He also hasn't said anything at this point. He's not said a word. And then we see, uh, Emily didn't see this, but uh, we see Jenna, uh, like, in the background on, a, like, a rocking chair. And she's, like, looks creepy as fuck and dressed all in black again, I think. Yeah, I don't know if she ever doesn't wear black. She's just, she's just sitting on a rocking chair at night, sitting behind him, like, Toby, why did she thank you? Why did she thank you? <laughs> so I'm just imagining Jenna, she's, like, okay, I've lost my vision and now I'm going to throw out all my old clothes and only wear black. Um, I mean, maybe she was always kind of a goth. We don't know. Yeah. But I do like to think of Jenna sort of melodramatically, like retooling her wardrobe for her current circumstances to just freak everybody out. I mean, we've all got to cope somehow. Like she went through something awful. Maybe this is maybe just being extremely creepy is how she deals. Yeah. Um, so they clearly have a weird dynamic, the extent of which we, we don't know yet. <laughs> uh, so we sort of end the episode in a similar place, uh, to where we started it, uh, where they're getting together, uh, a memorial for Allison because they go in the forest again, alone, after all these more threatening texts. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't able to get, I got the best shot of it I could. I couldn't, I couldn't get a great shot of it because they're all tromping around the woods. But Ari's outfit here, my God. She's wearing a black and white striped top with a black and white striped tie, suspenders, jean shorts, knee socks, and a fucking hat. (laughs) It is just full on like artful dodger insanity. (laughs) I mean, at least she's not wearing heels. I think Hannah's wearing heels. But she just looks, she looks, she looks absolutely batshit. And why are they in the woods again? Just, no matter how much things escalate, they still always want to go off somewhere spooky alone. Uh, But they hear a noise, they hear someone, they do uh, panic. uh, And then- then they find uh, Allison's uh, friendship bracelet. Yeah, which I thought that was clever. I, um, I like how they sort of built that up as a potential clue by having the friendship bracelets be important, yeah. both um, in terms of emotional weight and in terms of the plot. You know, we saw Hannah's in her purse. Of course, we know the significance of Emily's. So the fact that the clue we find, I mean, obviously it's also very clear that it's Allison's because it says Allison's name on it. But I, but I did like how they, um, how they built that up. I thought that was really clever. And I feel like this is the first time where we ever kind of thought like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I guess like that either a is Allison, which is of course something they already think, but like also like did a kill Allison? Um, Is this from her body? You know, she was probably wearing it uh, when she died. So I I feel like in some ways, because the show is so um, concerned with both the teen drama and the drama of A, and it's all sort of heightened, you forget just the starting horror of all of this, which is that, which was that a teenage girl, their best friend was murdered. And we don't know by whom, and we don't know why. And that just kind of brings us back to this, this really kind of scary and haunting premise that we kind of can forget about a little bit with all the other stuff going on. I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I feel like, yeah, as we were talking about at the front of this episode, we were like, oh, you know, it's got spooky vibes, but isn't necessarily scary. And like, certainly most of this is just like drama, like tinged with very human 
stalking and power dynamics and creepiness. And then uh, we have this, which is more of like a horror thing. Like here is the bracelet of your dead friend. And like, this could happen to you. Um, yeah, it's just this, it's just this very, it just takes you back to this very dark reality of, of how this is all getting set up and what the, what the basis for all this drama is, which is, you know, a teenage girl being murdered. And then we have like the gayest, well, I guess we don't know who A is, but you know, uh, (laughs) like A prints out like so many copies of the Emily and Maya kissing thing and like decorates like a whole wall with this. First of all, I just, I'm just trying to imagine like, yeah, I just, you have a lair, I guess, somewhere. And now there's like a whole wall, which is just these pictures. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it'll become a, it'll become a hallmark of the series where we see just end of the episode, A is listening to like yeah. this torch songy music and you just see the black leather gloves Mm-hmm. And they're just doing something weird and sinister. And in this case, they're just, yeah, the wall is just, it's just wallpapered with Emily and Maya kissing. It's, it's so weird. It looks like they're in like a storage locker or something. The wall is metal. I don't know. It's a lot. And I mean, if you're trying to use this, this picture for blackmail, like probably just make like a few digital backups. Like you don't really need like this many pictures. Well, you don't need a wall full. Uh, but you know, uh, a, a is clearly going through issues of their own. So (laughs) yeah, they're committed. They're committed to this whole aesthetic, I think. Yeah. But you, you bring up a good point, which is like, I feel like starting with the black leather gloves, taking the, um, the picture out of the machine. This is like, this is definitely a visual, uh, sort of thing that will continue for a while in the series. These end caps of the episodes, uh, where we see a, listening to some music and doing something creepy. Yeah. And it, it hits really well the first time, I think. Oh yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's the first time we see, I mean, we don't see A's identity, but it's the first time we see A doing something like this is, this is a person somewhere who is fucking with them. Yeah. Probably not a ghost. Um, but yeah, always wearing, things that completely I mean I think we only see the hands here but very disguised um hoodies become quite a lot <laughs> over the course of the series too <laughs> but yeah I mean I think overall uh an enjoyable episode I feel like we found some good um like some actual good writing in it I, I think it's fun, interesting that it parallels the beginning and end with them in the forest and then the the bracelet is well placed throughout the episode uh we have some flashbacks. We have our first real gay kiss on the show. Yay. Yay. And like, I feel like, you know, given all the terrible, like I feel like every other person is having like a really tough man situation. And I feel like Emily and Maya, well, it's like, they're kind of like, now they're, they're both single and they're, uh, they're good friends and they're sweet to each other. And it's like, this seems like this could actually be a good thing. Oh yeah, speaking of awful men, let's do a perfunctory rundown of the awfulest index. Yeah, always. So I have Ezra at a five. He wasn't too bad. He he tried to set boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Byron at a four. Mm-hmm. Also trying to set boundaries. Not it's you know, he never should have had the affair in the first place, and he probably should have told his wife, but he's in this mess now and he's trying to avoid. And now it's really Meredith who's trying to keep it going rather than him. Yes. And, you know, I put Sean up to a six because, again, I was with him until he called Hannah desperate. Yeah. That was shitty. Ben is a 10, obviously. Yeah. Basically just assaulting Emily and just scaring the shit out of her. And, again, that was one of those moments where the heightened drama feels real. Like, this is just, this is a, a girl being assaulted by her boyfriend. It's very... It's very, it's very grounded in a way that's scary. Um, and Toby at a five, because at this point, I'm just splitting the difference because we have no idea what Toby's motivations are. We don't know what he's done. Is he a good guy? We just, we just don't have a clue. And uh, I've rented a six for classic Ren behavior. We average it about a six. 
and for for starting out strong by being like i'll try to defend you spencer to hey maybe i met the wrong sister <laughs> no ren no what about <laughs> someone your own age who's not a hastings yeah you but, live in philadelphia i'm sure there are many charming lovely adult women for you to date you're a british doctor you can find somebody else and then I guess uh, we have Wilden. Did you already say him? Oh, shit. Did I not say Wilden? Did I skip over Wilden? The worst <laughs> man of them all? I did somehow. That's <laughs> you an oversight. Wilden's a nine. Yeah. Wilden's a nine. We have to so save the that. average a little bit. <laughs> yeah, do the math. Um, yeah, do the math on your own. What do, I, what do we have to do everything for you <laughs> at this podcast? The average is, is reasonably, I mean, yeah, Ben and Will didn't really, really uh, strike it up. Uh, but yeah, whereas uh, Ezra Byron and uh, Sean are, you know, bad, but fine. Uh, so yeah, we have, um, yeah, uh, definitely some interesting dynamics playing in. I'm glad we finally meet the real Toby. Uh, yeah, well, also with the Tequila Mockingbird thing, there's definitely like, paralleling him to like Boo Radley who's like silent and like accused of crimes and like that's a whole thing as well uh but yeah you know a mysterious figure but not but who has a reputation for being a bad guy but we have we yeah we have no way of knowing if that's true at this point I also um I think Toby has one line very briefly read the end and other than that we don't hear him talk at all and, you know, I feel like we get the vibe that, you know, Jenna, that there's some kind of, like, controlling or damaging dynamic between them. But we don't really know yet. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thanks for joining us uh, on this journey. And I hope you have a spooky and pleasant uh, fall as we continue. Yeah, yeah. I I like that we're starting this podcast in the fall, for it's very appropriate. For Halloween times, you know, definitely uh, feel free to listen while looking at at the leaves, or if you live in California, just look at an unchanging palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> or or if you live, you know, around where I live, just the gray, cold sky. It's beautiful. Beautiful. That A is there. A is everywhere. <laughs> I mean, she very well could be. <laughs> A whole host of ghosts. All right. Uh, see y'all later. Bye, y'all.